0: Talk Radio. and now it's time for healing from within with your host tony valen
1: Within, I'm your host Tony Valen. You can contact me, Tony at Tony Visit our website, healingfromwithin.net. Follow the show on Twitter at TVHFW. The show is also available on iTunes and YouTube. Just search Healing from Within with Tony Valen or look for the Tony Valen channel on YouTube. Joining us on today's show is Heather Ariel. Heather is the founder and CEO of Ariel's Astrology. You can learn more about Heather by going to Ariel's Astrology.com, like Heather on Facebook. Ariella's Astrology and follow Heather on Twitter at Astro Arielli. Heather, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here.
1: You just have such a wonderful energy. You perk me up. So <laughs> my first question is always to my guest, what are your gifts and how did your journey begin?
0: Okay. Well, uh, I as someone who is Scorpio rising, one of my gifts is really the ability to shine a light on taboo subjects, things that... You know, really can make some people feel uncomfortable, but. It's all about getting to the truth. With the goal, the goal is always that of transformation. So not only personal transformation for me, but the, it's almost like the cocoon butterfly phase. I'm just perpetually going through a cocoon phase where I'm processing something. The moment I've processed it, I really feel it's my a gift and it's one of my obligations to share that transformation. And that's a very Scorpio thing to do. Share the transformation so then, um, the, so then everybody can be learning something.
1: Uh, with astrology, you say yeah. it's about transformation. Is it transformation that is already happening or you make people aware and then it starts happening?
0: Um, that's a great question. I think it's really the focus is on embracing transformation, but really the transformation, that theme is connected, especially to Scorpio and Pluto. So because I'm Scorpio rising, I that's my mission that I came in with. And everyone has a different mission depending on the energy that you come in with. But I've definitely embraced mine. And so that's sort of my journey and anyone who has Scorpio in their chart, that is their journey.
1: To explain things a little more, based on the energy in the charts, would you say that certain people are brought onto this earth as teachers, as healers, as things like that?
0: Yes, absolutely. When we start to look at the signs and the planets depending on so say Jupiter. Jupiter really uh rules teaching, lecturing, writing. So if you have if I look at somebody's chart and they have Jupiter making very big aspects in their chart, that means that they that's really an area that they should pursue and at least see, well, do they like to do that? Because they're gonna have a talent there.
1: Mm. Yes. And, uh, and you know, and I have to tell you that as far as uh, when it comes to psychics and mediums, um, asking for a birthday for me is kind of a naughty naughty because do you oh. think that by asking a birthday you can actually tap into a person's personality without even knowing anything about
0: them? Without knowing... Okay, well, as an astrologer, that's what I use. Mm-hmm. So I know that there are all different kinds. There's absolutely... Some people are psychic. Some people use numerology. Personally, I really depend on the chart. So that's why... Um, I need somebody's birthday, birth month, birth year, the location. And if they have the exact time, uh, then uh, from that, I create what's called a natal chart. And that is really a snapshot of the cosmos, the moment you were born. Uh, And so that sort of tells me, well, what is the energy that this person came in with?
1: And I can definitely understand that someone like you, an astrologer, does need that information to be more accurate. So for... All the listeners, uh, uh, for our listeners, what is astrology and how does it relate to energy?
0: Oh, yes. Well, astrology is really, uh, it really has to do with the study of the positions of the planets right at the time of birth and how they influence our lives. So that's why I create that natal chart. But even, you know, that is just the beginning because what happens as the planets keep moving, they form relationships with the planet's In our natal chart. And these are called transits. And that's really, transits are really the cornerstone of change because you can have the most amazing energy in your natal chart, but it can be dormant for years, even decades. It takes a specific transit to come along and wake that energy up. And then all of a sudden, there's an opportunity there to develop a talent that you were born with, but that you've just never really had that chance to develop.
1: Mm, yes. And uh, I, I guess uh, I'm going to kind of repeat the question I asked before. Um, when this opportunity arises, is someone naturally aware of it, or do you have to make them aware of it?
0: Well, I'll tell you, awareness is really key. That's one of the first levels. So, no, it's very, very critical to become aware of the energy because what can happen when we're not aware uh, because there is the du- there is a duality. So, you know, no sign, no planet is good or bad, but there is a flip side. There is that duality. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So say with Neptune and Pisces, if you have a strong Neptune in your chart, or there's a strong Neptune transit that comes in, or you have a lot of Pisces and it's activated, the high road of Pisces and the high road of Neptune is self- the desire for self-transcendence, It's great. It helps you um, meditate, seek higher consciousness. It's great for creativity, for being musical, for either just appreciating art or developing it. But the low road, because the theme, the theme that it stimulates in your life is the desire to escape reality. So if we lack awareness, Of that desire and we don't pursue healthy ways what can happen is that addiction can come in addiction is also a a way to escape reality Mm. but it's an unhealthy way so that's why we always need to be very aware of our energy what is the high road what is the low road and then because we have free will so all we have to do is decide activate our free will, and consciously decide to, to, to take that high road. Mm. When someone,
1: uh, just someone that is not really aware of astrology and, and, you know, the world that we live in, how would you recommend that they be aware
0: Um, how can you be aware if you're not aware well I'll tell you an easy way if you haven't had your chart done uh, it's pretty easy if you just Google if you want to know things like start with retrogrades, find out when is mercury in retrograde when is there a new moon Uh, so I'll give you an example tomorrow Oh no no in a couple of days September 13th we're gonna have a new moon and every month we have a new moon Between a new moon and a full moon, whatever you start, it's a great time to begin projects because whatever you do will grow and blossom. And then the full moon is an example of a culmination. So, you know, even if you don't have your chart done, follow the phases of the moon. And there's two weeks every month. If you want to start a business definitely start between the new and full moon. The only thing you don't want to start is a diet because that's not something you want to grow. That's a restriction. So then I would start that at the, at the other time. And then with a, a Mercury retrograde, one is coming up September 17th through October 9th. Um, so it, during that time, it's a great time. Anything that starts with RE is something you should do during a Mercury retrograde. It's a chance to rethink revisit a place you've been, reunite with old friends, renegotiate a contract that maybe you weren't crazy about, renew a lease. You get the idea. It's not a great time to be doing something new. Research, come up with your ideas, Wait for Mercury to go direct. So wait till after October ninth, and then you can start to implement. So that's the way that it's very easy to find that information out online, and then you can you can at least be doing something, even if you've not had your chart done.
1: Mm-hmm. When you are doing astrology, uh, what do you mean by is the door open, closed, or <laughs> a jar?
0: Right. Yeah, I am talking about transits and they really they really are the cornerstone of change. So l- let's just take Uranus. We have uh, Uranus is an outer planet. It takes 84 years to go around a chart and when it comes in as a transit, it creates revolutionary periods in our lives. So I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take you through uh, Uranus Open door, closed door, and a jar. So then, I think that'll be a very good uh, good example. Okay. When when it's an open door, it's very much like a conjunction. A conjunction is when so say if if the if the sun is twenty degrees, like right now, anyone who has who has a twenty degree airy sun is going to have Uranus right on top of it. It's when a planet in you know a planet moving right now is at the same degree as a planet in your natal chart it forms a conjunction that's an open door it represents a new beginning and what's nice about that open door is that we're in more control than we realize it's uh, i had a i had a, a great example i had a client and he was supposed to have an arranged marriage and he didn't want it. He did not want this arranged marriage at all. He really wanted to come to this country. And right around the time Uranus was on his son, a revolutionary transit, it creates, it, it brings change into your life, specifically Uranus. It's the great awakener. It stimulates the desire for freedom. And it, it really wants us to be true to our original voice. So Uranus went on his son. He said, "I don't really want to do this arranged marriage. This is not who I am." He applied to a program in this country. He moved here. He's becoming an architect, and he uh, he really was able to break free from. A cultural imprint that he just, it was not him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great example of how it represented a new beginning, and you're in control. And that's really an open door. And that's a very strong open door. Now, the opposite, when I say, well, is the door closed? Mm-hmm. That often comes with what we call the opposite of a conjunction. That's an opposition, okay when there is polarity so that's like what that's saying when when Uranus is opposing your son the desire is still there to break free but often we feel things are happening to us in an opposition whereas in the conjunction my client was in control he said I don't want to do this arranged marriage and he broke free In the opposition, um, then the son can represent the father as well. In this particular, I had someone; um, she, her father became very ill, which can happen under this aspect. She became his caregiver, and uh, it was for two years. She was, you know, so she completely her life was completely turned upside down, caring for him. And then it was during that, so you sort of felt like this. Something was coming in from outside that was really preventing freedom. But, I mean, it was necessary. She had to take care of him. But then what can happen um, in the final pass of the transit, because these outer planets move slowly. So it's opening, you know, that it's creating energy that can last for two to three years sometimes. So her parent, her father did pass during that. And one of the hardest things to understand about a Uranian transit, it can feel so devastating when you lose somebody because there is some type of elimination of an idea, the idea of an arranged marriage or an actual person passes. But it is um, with the Uranian energy It is for the liberation of the person, and it was meant to be. You know, it was really his time. Um, They did everything they could, and it was better for both of them. Um, Neither one of them was really in a good place. But, yes, it's difficult. And then with a square, a square is really, um, it's sort of in between. It's in between the open and closed door. And with the Uranus square, I had um, a woman She actually lost her job when Uranus squared her son, And Uranus is also, because it rules electricity, things happen like a bolt of lightning. I mean, at drop of a hat, it is so disruptive. She called me in tears. But when we looked at the chart and said, okay, you lost your job during a Uranus square. The question you need to ask during a square, because squares challenge us. They they really say, the question is with Uranus, are you really doing what you want to be doing? Are you being true to that inner voice? She was a teacher. Yes, she enjoyed teaching, but secretly, she wanted to be a writer. And she would spend all of her free time writing. Well, all of a sudden, that job was stripped from her. So while she was looking for another job, she decided to finish her novel, and then within six months she found a publisher, and now she's a full-time writer. So with the Uranus square, it's important to remember, yes, things are eliminated, but for our liberation, and a square is often a course correction. She wasn't really, she was denying her true voice in a way because she was really supposed to be writing full-time. So the type of, and that's just Uranus, each planet brings in a different theme. But the aspect, the type, whether it's a conjunction, an open door, a closed door, a jar, that tells us how to deal with it. Right.
1: And, and you know what, I, I have to say that. And based on, uh, well, there's a couple of questions I have. First sure. of all, dealing with a girl and and her father, yeah. Um, when you look at the charts and you see things, these things happening, are you actually able to tell? Not that you would, but or that it may or may not be a good thing. But can you tell when someone is going to exit your life or someone's going to come into your life? Or
0: yes, well, uh, it, it's definitely a possibility. It's basically it says the energy is there for one of these sort of three things to happen. Uranus means sudden, violent, disruptive change will come into your life. Now, if it's an opposition, there is usually a loss. So it's going to be a loss of an idea. You're going to say either a belief that you've held, you will let go of. And in the one case, the, the one person let go of a cultural imprint, right? Right. Of a cultural belief. Or it's you can have a physical illness yourself. Uranus and sun can also create heart... Um, problems. And so, you know, we do say um, it is a time to take care of your body. If you experience a problem, do not neglect it take care of it, face it head on because a lot of times we make our problems worse by ignoring them, neglecting them, thinking, oh, this is going to go away or this isn't that serious. And the transit can say, oh, you know what, if you have a problem, just go see your doctor and you may need to change your diet or you may need to do this. Go ahead and incorporate the change. Um, You can definitely see in a chart when a body is going to be stressed and and so at that point, you just say, yes, have this person take the best care that he or she can take, um, And but there are miracles. And so I would never say this person is going to pass on this day because that is a lot of – you have, you have to take into consideration the psychology of how much does somebody want to be here? Uh, because it's it's there are a lot of factors going on, and there there is so much energy that comes into our lives that allows for rejuvenation, and it's all about are we going to with what level of energy are we going to embrace that?
1: Right, that is. Uh... That's very interesting and, and somewhat scary to me, to be, to be honest with you. The, the scary part, and what when when I'm talking about, is the, the, the last example you showed about this woman. She's a teacher. I'm sure in her mindset, she's like, I'm I'm earning money, I'm paying my bills. I really want to be a writer, but that won't pay the bills. And all of a sudden, here comes the, the charts. Oh, sorry. Or you know, some planet says, sorry, I know you're not liberated, so we're to switch over here. So my question would be is, Even though it is a good thing in the long run, it's just so stressful and scary to to know that you went from making a steady paycheck to going to a big-time question mark and hoping that you'll be able to live.
0: Yes, and let me add a couple. Yeah, let me add a little because, yeah, let me add one thing to that. Okay. That is true. Now, the one thing, it didn't have to be as disruptive. This is uh, we have not yet talked about sextiles and trines. And those were my next questions. Yes, okay, excellent. And that will help to that will help to uh, lessen your fear a little bit but. <laughs> about upcoming squares. <laughs> so sextiles and trines are what we call the easy soft aspects. Now, when Uranus comes in as one of these, as a trine or sextile, it is bringing change into our life, but it allows us to make creative changes in a pretty easy way, as long as we choose to do it. Now, this is the tricky part, and this is this is something that I emphasize more than other astrologers. Um, but uh, it, it's a little tricky. A lot of people. They because you don't have to activate a trine or a sextile, So it's almost like the door is open, but it's such a beautiful view on the other side. You're almost mesmerized and you just oh, you're just taking it in and then before you know it, the door is closed, the opportunity is gone and you missed it because you just thought it would be there forever. Okay. So what I say is you've got a trine from Uranus. Ask the question. Are you doing what you want to be doing? So, if I had spoken to that one client, um, I wasn't speaking to her at the time when she had the trying from your eyes. I said, "We, I would have found out. Oh, you don't really want to be a teacher. You want to be a writer. Well, what happens is that the op- If you open your eyes during that easy aspect." you will have an opportunity to make a change, to either put together a new exciting routine that allows you to write more so you can actually complete a novel, or you can find just the right job, or she could have even found the publisher at that point. So it's only when we resist the change, when we are asked to, because it's sort of like saying, oh, well, would you, you know what, a great way of thinking about the trine is the way that astrologer Mary Kaswani, she talks about the trine, she's the one who first made me think of it as a gift, that if somebody's giving you a present, but it looks so beautiful, I like to say, don't forget to unwrap it. And by unwrapping it, you're activating it, saying, well, maybe I could find a publisher now, because some people, they don't even think that. They just think, no, no, this is my job, and I'm going to do what's safe and secure, and that's a Saturn. That's Saturn coming down on us saying, we must obey our duties and our obligations. And Uranus is the opposite of Saturn, saying, no, 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 you need to be true to yourself. So the bottom line is, you don't have to fear the squares and the oppositions if you take advantage every time you have a sextile or a trine. Those are opportunities and gifts. Then the squares will not be as disruptive. But when the square happened, it's like you were asked Uranus asked you nicely with a trine, would you like to change? And if you resisted it, when it comes as a square, it's saying, okay, well now you're changing whether you like it or not, and it is going to be disruptive.
1: Well, so you should. uh, Well, you you know the thing about it. The other thing that comes to my mind is all this is going on, and and I know anyone like you and that knows all this, you know what's happening and you know what you need to do. But for someone that misses that opportunity and actually gets forced into it and just fights it all the way, is that someone that you think is going to have such a hard time and is that uh, present in the chart?
0: It is. Um, so So with Uranus, since it's bringing in change, if you have a lot of mutable planets, if you have a lot of Gemini, Virgo, Pisces, Sagittarius, that is mutability. You have more flexibility, adaptability. You actually like change and it's exciting. If you have a lot of Fixed energy, Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, Taurus, that's a little bit, um, change can be a little scarier sometimes because fixed energy is great for having tenacity, for following something through to the end, but it's not so pleasurable to just veer off course all of a sudden. It's a little scary sometimes. So it really depends on your natal chart how you're going to respond to a certain planet.
1: Yes, I agree. Okay. (laughs) Well, I see what you're saying. And like I said, I guess it's just a matter of being aware, like we first started this conversation.
0: Absolutely. And that's why I really say, you know, sometimes people say to me, oh, I had my chart done. And I say, oh, yeah, when? Oh, 20 years ago. Well, that's great. It's great to learn your natal chart, but because the energy, new energy, is constantly coming in, I say you need to have your chart done once a year so you are prepared. You want to know when is Pluto going to make the next transit, when is Neptune, when is Jupiter. Um, So then you can take advantage of these opportunities. You can overcome the challenges. And also, I'll tell you, through some of the more difficult transits, It's very important to know they're coming, because sometimes what happens if if you have a difficult transit for a couple of years, people actually start to think, oh, so this is what my life is like now, and it's going to be like this forever. Mm -hmm. And I can say, no, no, no. You're having a Saturn transit. Saturn's in your 12th house. That's a very difficult placement. But just get through this in two years. It's going to go over your ascendant, a significant new beginning. This is not forever. So it's very important to keep perspective on things. Mm,
1: yes. This is Tony Valen, host of Healing From Within. You can contact me, Tony at com, or visit our website, healingfromwithin.net. Follow the show on Twitter, at TVHFW. The show is also available on iTunes and YouTube. Just search Healing From Within with Tony Valen or look for the Tony Valen channel on YouTube. We're talking to our guest, Heather Ariel. Heather is the founder and CEO of Ariel's Astrology. You can learn more about Heather by going to arielsastrology.com, like Heather on Facebook, forward slash Ariel's Astrology, and follow Heather on Twitter at AstroArieli. Let's talk about when an open door Walk through it,
0: oh okay, so that is very much, and that that really does have to do with the sextiles and trines, is saying you know when that when you have an opportunity, use your free will. And take advantage of it don't be afraid because sometimes people they think everything is faded and they'll come to me and say okay tell me what's gonna happen and I'll say no 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 I will tell you the choices that you will face um, and I can suggest that you activate the higher road but people have a lot more control than they realize if they really activate their free will
1: and, you know, that's, that's a lesson for me because I, I've i always thought of astrology and whenever someone gives you a chart that it is set in stone and it is what it is. You just have to deal with it.
0: And... <laughs> um, it does it does highlight areas where we have talents and it definitely can highlight challenges. Um, but there is always the energy to overcome a challenge and there is always an opportunity to develop a talent.
1: mm so I know you kind of went into this discussion already, but if if you could go into it a little bar- or further, uh, what is planets in transit and planets in Composite? Com- oh, composite.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So the transits—they are just so significant. We can't even—we cannot talk about them enough because they are—they truly are the cornerstone of change constantly changing every time a a planet makes a relationship with a planet in your natal chart it's going to activate very specific energy and a very specific area of the chart and you just want to know what that area is just as when Jupiter goes into your seventh house that's the house of one-on-one relationships Um, And Jupiter is a blessing. Jupiter expands anything it touches. So that's a really great, it's, it's there for a year because Jupiter takes 12 years to go around a chart. That's a wonderful year that you have to develop relationships business and personal. Um, you know the people who are going to come into your life, you're going to have some great opportunities. So it's really nice to 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 know um, all the different transits as for the planets and also the houses. Now a composite chart, This I use this for, I, I do a lot of couples counseling. I'm an astrological counselor mm-hmm. and I, I have a lot of couples. I do two charts. I always start with Sinistry, and that is when I take the charts and I compare and I say, okay, this person's son. What aspects does this person's son make to the other person's planets? Because that is that is in effect when we first meet people. We all have synistry with each other, and that will reveal um, uh, that will reveal uh, strengths as well as some challenges. Now, as a couple, um, the longer a couple um, longer a couple is together. That is when I make a composite chart. That's when I take both of their natal charts, I combine them to create a whole new chart. It's one chart that will represent the couple. But it's only effective for long-term relationships. And the longer you're together, the more it will come to life. And it's just important because there can be, you know, if there's a hard Neptune aspect, that could be... um Either outright deception, or it could be oh there's there's going to be misunderstandings here let's make sure that each person's understanding the other um so it's it really highlights how the how everyone's interacting, so then you can you can address pr- um issues before they become problems
1: mm-hmm. When, uh, how do you, what would you recommend to someone that's going to an astrologer, uh, when someone comes to you for a session, how mm-hmm. can they prepare for the session and what can they do to make things easier and better?
0: Well, I always, I always ask for a list of questions because typically when people call me, there is something specific on their mind. Um, I mean, sometimes people just want a life direction. It's always great for the first reading. I think come with an open mind. Uh, embrace your natal chart. Really take in the transits and progressions. But it is important, make a list of questions because I do I also do electional astrology. So if you know that you're getting married, divorced, if you're moving, if you're going to buy or sell something, or if you're going to start a business, most people don't know Anything that has a beginning has a chart, So, uh, and that's electional astrology, so that if you're going to start a business, I work a lot with with business owners, um, I will create a chart for you for the moment you should either have your first opening day or if you're going to put up a website, the minute that you put that website up, because the minute that it goes live or that your business is open, that's a chart, and that will have transits just as your natal chart has transits. So I always do a pre interview just to make sure I know, well, what 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 do you need? And sometimes people come and they say, well it's a relationship question. So then that will go into couples counseling. And I do astrological counseling. I often you know, I have a lot of clients that I speak to on a weekly basis and we do very in depth work. Astrology is full of nuance. So it we can go as deep as the client wants to go into the chart.
1: Mm. How often should someone have their chart? I mean, you, you said one year, but say you have someone that is, uh, for lack of it, because I know, psych people wanting readings with psychics, and sometimes they get addicted and they want them like every month or, or every week.
0: Right, right. Well, I really, I really, um, I decide that after I do the initial reading, often if there's nothing huge then I say once a year, do a check-in, get an update, so you're just aware of the energy. But if you're planning something big, um, then definitely, you know, if you're going to buy or sell something, if you're going to go back to school, if anything is really big, or even surgery, I do medical astrology, if if you're taking care of somebody who's sick and we need to do some check-ins to come up with various surgeries or days for appointments, you know, then that is something um, more frequent. So it really depends on, on what somebody needs. And sometimes if it's uh, with, with couples counseling, it would be we meet for six weeks, Mm -hmm. And then it's once a month and then once every three months and every. So, you know, my whole goal is to help people become independent and empowered. So I really I give them tools that they can take away and use and grow. So it's more they're doing check ins, but I never want them to become dependent.
1: Right. And uh, I don't know if you can answer this question or not, but just off the top of your head, what would be the average price for uh, uh, an an annual reading or a
0: chart? Oh, an annual reading. So uh, an annual price for a, a per. okay, so the regular price for a personal reading, which is about 90 minutes and it covers everything, is $225. Mm -hmm. But then I do have special packages. So if you do start the counseling, I have packages where you buy three, you get one free. Um, I have different where I also teach astrology. um, And then that's you get six classes, a hundred dollars each. You get so I have a lot of different depending on how many sessions you buy. But once a year would be around two hundred and twenty-five.
1: Okay, and and so you also teach these classes. Uh, you teach astrology. Is that online or uh, right locally where you are? Or
0: oh, I do it online, and I have and I do a lot of I have a lot of private clients. So I do a lot of in depth work, and that is yeah, and that's usually it's six sessions at a time.
1: Well, that's wonderful. And if people wanted to take classes from you, when are those classes available, and how can they get a hold of you and your schedule?
0: Oh yes, okay. Well, just you can go to arielsastrology.com dot com and and just send me and send and contact me and and um and then we can just set something up.
1: That's wonderful. Now let's talk about an astrology party.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. It's really fun. Um, it's a way to have if people maybe they don't want to have a completely in-depth session. And usually, you know, sometimes people are get either it's like a bridal party. People are in a good, fun mood, and they want to have an introduction. So it's a way they can ask questions, all the personal questions they want, um, and um, you know, general questions, personal questions, and then they each get a mini reading. And then if they want a more in-depth reading, that's something they can schedule with me.
1: You're also a drama desk nominated and published playwright. Uh, you've written several plays, and they've been uh, performed around the country. Tell us a little about that experience.
0: Oh yes, yes, I am. I'm a yes, I'm a playwright as well. My drama desk nomination that was for a show that I actually co-created with Tom Gualtieri, and it's uh, it's called That Play, A Solo Macbeth and it's it's uh you it was nominated as unique in the category of unique theatrical uh in, in the unique theatrical uh department mm-hmm. so it was really interesting because it is an unusual and unconventional show it's a one man macbeth and then he and i both co-wrote a whole new part to it it's funny as well as as mm-hmm. the terrifying parts And I made sure, I did the astrological chart for it, Um, so I made sure, that's a great example of, I did a chart for our opening, and every time we opened, we ran for over 14 months and we had several openings, I always incorporated Aries and Aquarius. Aries is very pioneering energy, so anytime you want to do something different or new, it's good to have some Aries, Mm -hmm. and then... Aquarius, Uranus rules Aquarius, and that's anything that's unconventional or unique. So it was very funny that all the charts I did involved that energy, and then we were nominated in the unique theatrical category along with Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil won. Hmm. <laughs> kind of a David and Goliath for <laughs> a very little show. But um, what's wonderful is that we're going to be touring. I'm, I'm going to be doing the show in Lake Placid coming up, and you can actually go to. Uh, com for anybody who wants to come see the show, we're going to do a New England tour, and then you, if you check into that website, you'll always see where we're doing it. But I think art, uh, as well as astrology, everything I do is about putting healing energy into the world. Art and astrology both help us to reach higher consciousness, help us to transform. So I really, uh, I see them as doing... Um, Very similar thing. And I am a Gemini sun. And so Gemini is very much about doing more than one thing.
1: So you were kind enough to give me a mini reading. Why don't we get into that? Because I'm very excited and curious (laughs) as to what happens.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So now in your case, I have the month, day, year, and location. Uh, for where you were born, but we, we're not totally positive about your exact time. So when I don't have somebody's exact time, I create what is called a solar chart, and that is where we put the sun, and we make it the ascendant, and the ascendant is really what gets everything going. It's the first degree of the house. Okay. So it's very accurate, but we don't know everything. Uh, but your sun, your sun is Leo, and we're going to talk about what that means, um, your signature, you are Sun Uranus, so we'll cover that as well. And then you've got some Virgo. Because what I can tell, we each have five personal planets. So there's a lot of emphasis in astrology on the sun sign. When you look up your horoscope, that's what you're really reading. So anytime you look up Leo, that's your sun. That is your it, It's your heart center. Mm-hmm. But we also have the moon, which represents our emotional life, women in our life, our mother, our home life. Um, And the moon is very complicated. The moon moves 15 degrees a day. So in your case, um, the moon was in two different signs that day. If you were born before 3 a.m., you have a pisces moon if you were born after it goes into aries and i'm thinking you may have a pisces moon because your um pisces is it rules being a psychic it's very compassionate it's all about self transcendence um and that would go beautifully with what you're doing along with leo which you're a host of a show leo is supposed to be in front of the public leo is is uh magnanimous and Fiery and enthusiastic, they make great leaders. The high road of Leo is very supportive, enthusiastic, and it, and Leos are supposed to be in front of people. They have something to share, so that would be just what you're doing right now. Would be a great um, example of of combining your Pisces Moon with a Leo Sun. Mm. Um, Then we have Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication. That tells me, well, how does somebody process information and then how does somebody share that information? So your Mercury is in Virgo. Mercury likes to be in Virgo, so you're an excellent communicator. Mm. But it also sits right on top of Pluto, and Pluto rules Scorpio. So that's a great example. Even though you don't have Scorpio in your personal planets, Scorpio colors your communication because Pluto sits right on top of Mercury. So what does that mean? Anytime Pluto touches a planet, it intensifies it. It deepens it. It helps to get to the truth. Mercury and Pluto, that is great for uh, psychology, for detective work, for getting to the bottom of things, for understanding why do we do what we do. It's also great for uncovering Uh, secrets and exploring hidden subjects and even talking about the subjects that you talk about on your radio show you're you're you are shining a light on taboo subjects because this is not what just everybody talks about right and so you are activating your mercury pluto conjunction through your radio show through what you're doing now let's see now the sun uranus That's a signature. Anytime, so that's saying Uranus sits on top of your sun. And think about all the things we talked about Uranus today. You came in with sun Uranus energy. These are people who there is something different about them. They are not afraid to be unconventional, there is going to be something unconventional about a sun Uranus person. The way that you think, the way, you know, the, the, way, the, the way that you process um, uh, information, the way that you share information, there is a unique look. Um, and so that, and that's, you know, they're very exciting individuals. Uranus also rules technology and things that are new. So even the fact that you have a radio show, that falls under Uranus. So you're sharing your information in a Uranian way, which suits your chart. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just a little bit about your natal chart. When I'm looking at, I also did a few transits to see well what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, one, let's see. Okay, you had a couple of, let's go back to July 18th. Around that time you had Jupiter go over your sun and Jupiter it expands anything it touches. It's a nice feeling. The sun rules your body. So that's a time for you can recover. If you had if you had had any kind of fatigue or illness, Jupiter on your sun it can really heal the body. It's also it's also good for the career. So that's, I always tell people, it's an excellent time if you want to start a new business, if you want to go back to school, if you want to travel. But it's just a good time to expand, to grow in a very positive way. So if you like what you're doing, and obviously this is a wonderful show that you already have, it's just you can be thinking of ways, it's still an effect of expanding, of maybe more things that you'd like to do. And um, that would be that would be something very, um, very positive. But that's a nice one. It kicks off a 12-year cycle. Mm-hmm. So you have just entered a new beginning. Wonderful. And so think about what you're going to be doing this next six months to a year because you're kicking off a 12-year cycle. Now, the next transit, um, I'm going to jump to a transit that's going to hit around October 12th. Because it's also Jupiter. Because your Mercury is not that much past your Sun. Jupiter again. It's going to make a conjunction. These are open doors. These are conjunctions. You're in control. Now, I, now, do you do any writing? Well, you because you do your 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 this is your your presentation of talking does fall under Mercury. But do you actually do writing as well?
1: I I have a a desire to express myself and tell stories and talk about it. But to be quite honest with you, I'm too lazy to write. I wish
0: <laughs> Well Jupiter's not gonna give you that energy. Jupiter can make you even lazier. Oh. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but what it will do, but it's excellent because you Mercury is your communication. So Jupiter on your Mercury, that is going to Jupiter's the big picture. Mercury, that allows for details. When they come together, your communication will go to a new level. You will be able to share the big picture, help people grasp the big themes, but without losing sight of those specific details. So it's it's going to be wonderful. It's a great time to make decisions. It's a great time to be learning, to be teaching, to be doing contracts. And I think in with your interviews, it 's going to impact your communication, so anytime you 're talking it 's going to be you know see what happens to your communication in October because you 're just going to be able to go to new levels and there are actually two things going on that 's going to hit in October you have a you have a pretty profound transit right now hitting your mercury and that 's with Pluto. And anytime Pluto comes in, Pluto intensifies. So you you were born with Pluto on your Mercury. Well, you have a transit and it's a trine. It's one of those, it's a gift. A gift has come in. So you just need to activate it. Right now, your communication is deepening. It's a wonderful time to be um, learning about it, it. if you want to study any new thing if there's any new thing that you want to learn you will be able to learn it in a shorter time than usual because Pluto it just you will just get to the truth of the situation just immediately it's also your words because Pluto brings power that means power is coming to your communication so your words carry more weight now so I always say to people really pay attention to what you say and how you say it because it's more powerful than it's ever been, mm-hmm. and just have awareness of that. Um, and it's a great time if there's it's a great time to really understand uh, why we do what we do. So if there's any kind of question you're going to ask about yourself or about somebody else to get to the psychology, the root of a problem. You can really get to the bottom. A, a, a Freud was Scorpio rising, so Scorpio and Pluto rules Scorpio. So anytime we have a transit, it's great for uncovering secrets, psychology, and even the the subject matter of your show. It falls a little bit under Plutonian themes. So. Pluto aspecting your Mercury, and then Jupiter's going to hit your Mercury. Um, it's really empower- It's bringing power and expansion to your communication, and that's very positive. Then let's see. Oh, I, and I, then I have one that's not going to be in effect for a year. You can look forward to it. It's going to hit next August. Um, and it's I liked it because it's it's kind of what we've been talking about. It's a Uranian transit. Mm-hmm. So um, and it's a trine. You don't have anything to worry about. Okay. <laughs> You're getting a gift. You're going to be getting that trine. So that means, and also you were born Sun conjunct Uranus. So this is going to be a wonderful transit for you. It's just keep in mind it will be a time where you can make creative changes. You can really be, um, you know, embrace change, embrace new experiences, and if you do at that point, um, because the sun is your body, if you need to adopt any kind of new healthy habits, uh, you can easily adopt um, new nutrition or anything. You're right. That kind of trying allows us to break free of a past restriction. So next August, you can kind of do a check-in and think, well, is there anything that I need to break free of, or um, especially concerning the body or even in the career, it would be a time to implement if there are new technologies you want to experiment with or new ways like a new formatting or something that you want to do on the show, um, that would be also a good time to be doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, yeah, and the thing about it is that i've 've had uh several psychics they 're all telling me, "Oh, yes. something big's coming, something big's coming. You just have to be ready
0: <laughs> and i 'm
1: sitting here going, "Okay,
0: please hurry, hurry <laughs> well i'll tell you it's really nice to that 's what it's, it's helpful to involve to combine both psychics with astrology because astrology then is all about timing. We can really help to to narrow down the time frame when things are going to happen or when when that kind of energy is opening up. Definitely when Uranus comes in, that is change. That is no doubt about it. You embrace change. So, And that's going to be hitting your sun by August. And then a little bit later, um, I didn't do the exact time for that one, your Mars, because your Mars is two degrees past your sun, in Gemini, you're going to be getting that, and that's also, it's a, that's a sextile, and that's a time to be breaking free. So you do have positive Uranian transits over the next couple of years that will allow you to easily incorporate creative changes in your life. The question to be asking is um, how can you be as true to your original voice as you can possibly be, because the opportunities will be there for you to have that complete connection to your original vision.
1: Wow. That's <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. I'm I, i I'm ready. And and like I said...
0: <laughs> oh, you're going to take advantage of it, I have no doubt, because you've already done beautiful things with your chart.
1: Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. That's uh, very informative, and I definitely... We'll take advantage of anything that comes my way. And, and I am looking at different avenues and ways to expand and change and become bigger, connect with other people that will help. It's not about me. It's what I'm trying to put out to the world. And.
0: So, well absolutely and that's a positive use of Leo. Leo is larger than life and Leo is supposed to be in the public. And there is, you know, there is nothing, you know just remember the duality. So you want to embrace that highest manifestation and Leo's are stars and there's nothing wrong with that because you're using it it's that's a way to share your talents with a wide audience.
1: Mm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that reading. It's uh, very inspiring to me, and I'm definitely going to take to heart what you've uh, told me. Oh,
0: thank you. Excellent.
1: So let me ask you, what is next for you, Heather?
0: Well, I'm going to be publishing, uh I'm going to be publishing a book on astrology. It's going to be really uh talking about personal and practical ways that people can incorporate astrology into their daily life because I'm very much concerned with uh just really personal, practical ways that can be so powerful. Sometimes people get overwhelmed in the jargon, and and uh, mm. so it's really about how you know, I'm gonna I'm helping people break it down so they can really take action, they can activate their free will, and they can take advantage of these opportunities. Um, and then with my and then I'm gonna be touring my Shakespeare show, so I'll be doing that as well, and I'll be doing both.
1: And if they want to know about the show, of course, they go to solomacbeth.com and they'll be able to get all the information.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, and I did want to share my, I don't know if I've shared my phone number. Um, okay. You did ask about how people can contact me. Yes. And, you know, just give me a call, because I love to talk to people on the phone, because then we can do the little pre-interview. Um, so 917-546-6797. That's a great way to get in touch with me. Perfect.
1: Well, Heather, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and educating us and entertaining us and enlightening me as to what's coming. I I really do appreciate that.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's been fun.
1: Our thanks to Heather Ariel. Heather is the founder and CEO of Ariel's Astrology. You can learn more about Heather by going to Arielle's Astrology.com. Like Heather on Facebook forward slash Arielle's Astrology. Follow her on Twitter at Astro Arielli or call her at 917-546-6797, and don't forget to go to com to get updates on her play. You are listening to Healing From Within with Tony Balin here on Blog Talk Radio, airing Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Visit our website, healingfromwithin.net, contact me, directly tony at tonyvalen.com please follow the show on twitter the show is also available on itunes and youtube just search healing from within with tony valen or look for the tony valen channel on youtube thank you so much and love and light from all of us here at healing from within